Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I have a very special guest, uh, Brandon Vaughn's uh, good friend. Brandon is uh, not new to the business. He's been uh, really crushing it. You know, he's in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Stone Mountain. Um, and uh, just welcome to the show, Brandon. I appreciate you being here, brother. Yeah, bro. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, Cecil. Yeah. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Brandon, man, just just uh, tell us your story, how you got started and, um, uh, you know, what you're doing now presently. Yeah, um, I got started like, five years ago now, uh, really by chance. Um, I had met a guy uh, while I was interning in Pittsburgh who always was talking about real estate, always talking about real estate. And I, you know, got that first job in Pittsburgh and then, they, you know, moved me out to Illinois, Iowa area. Um, and that company got bought out. The second company got bought out. And then I came down to a third um, stop and I was able to go back home to Atlanta. Um, and then that company got bought out and then fired me. And I reached out to my buddy that, you know, was into real estate. And I just said, look, what, what is this real estate thing all about? As I was like looking for other jobs. And he said that he had actually moved to Atlanta um, and I could come through, he was part of this new mentor program. It was wholesaling real estate. Um, I could come through and pick up from him and learn. And um, look, the rest was history. I just, I started driving for dollars. Um, you know, I started like listening to the coaching program and doing everything that was in it because I had free access. And um, like, I, I've just felt like this was my path to get into entrepreneurship, which is what it was a lifelong dream. So I and I, I heard a little bit of your story and just to go back. So uh, you were kind of forced to find something else to do in, in so many words. And uh, and real estate just at the time was sounding like that was the one of the things to get into. And pretty much that that kind of opened up these doors for you. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I knew nothing about real estate until. I was, you know, in the job market and needing a job. First time I was ever fired and um, completely knew nothing about it. But as, as I started to learn more and more about it, I was like, this could be my way into entrepreneurship, which was always something that was big to me. I even took the 15 credits um, at Purdue University for entrepreneurship certificate. Um, so I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and um, it just made sense. Right, right. Man, you in Atlanta, man, that's that's a uh I mean every market could be competitive if people if they look at it like that, but being in your market, um you're really doing some things virtually too, right? And in yeah. Atlanta, are you doing more deals virtually or in your backyard? No, nah, more deals in Atlanta for sure. More okay. deals in Atlanta. Um yeah, it's competitive. But it's it's a good competitive to the point where it's competitive, but not ridiculously overpriced. 
Um, you know, those are, there are those competitive markets where every house are multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars, like a San Diego, like a, maybe a Miami. Um, if you're like in downtown, like South beach or something or New York, or, you know, um, it's not like that. It's, it's, there's still, you know, there are the, you know, affluent areas, but there are those median household income areas like in the, you know, close to a hundred thousand. And so there's still opportunity here to be able to make your mark if you have a consistent business process that you can follow. Yeah. So yeah, that, that medium I'm in, I'm actually in uh, Louisiana and Baton Rouge and uh, grew up in New Orleans, but that, that hundred, 153 bedroom, two baths. Yeah. That seemed to be a sweet spot out here also. Yeah. So, um, so, so Brandon, tell me uh, virtually. Um, so when you started doing this, basically you were doing this locally what made you started branching out doing it virtually after a while? Yeah, um, it was, you know, talking to a guy um, that was in that first mentor program. And I was like, look, you know, we're tired of dealing with Podio. We're tired of dealing with these CRMs. Um, you can actually use your dialer as a CRM. And what I mean by that is you can group, you can attach things, you can prioritize your leads uh, within the dialer so that you can speed up your follow-up process. And so with, with that, um, I had somebody that I put into that seat that lived in Mexico. And so he was, you know, reaching out to all the new leads, following up. And then I trained him how to come up with the offer price by being able to analyze as is comps and make our offers based off of that. And so because he was, you know, doing this virtually from Mexico, I was like, look, we already have a virtual acquisitions process. Now all we need to to go into other areas is just to have a buyer's list and boots on the ground. And, you know, it's often easier as things have gotten more competitive here in my home market. It's often easier to go pick off the low hanging fruit from other markets in addition to the digging that we're doing here. That's just going to help with our deal flow. It's just going to help with our deal flow tremendously um, by being able to pick off low-hanging fruits from a few different markets. Right. So you find that are y'all doing more cold calling uh, to pick up maybe uh, most of y'all leads or are y'all doing ringless voicemails, direct uh, mail? Definitely cold calling. Definitely cold calling. I, I started cold calling like late 2016, early 17, before it was like super hot. And, um, you know, that helped me early on know how to do it, know how to leverage the channel. And, um, you know, it was working. It was working very well. Still does. Um, it's just there, that there are a lot more people doing the same thing. Right, right. So so what you think are the misconceptions with um, virtual? Because obviously I think you've been doing it, the virtual thing, because some people feel like, well, like you say, the boots on the ground. So you you are you making offers on these homes without sight unseen and just your your VA is how how is that process going? Can you kind of expound on that? Yeah, um, you know it's is really just trying to find as homes that sold as is in the area, and if it if the property that we're speaking to the homeowner that we're speaking to. If they have a house that they say, look, it's, it needs a bunch of work and it needs to be updated, like it was vandalized, 
um, then, you know, it's going to be on the lower end of those as is comps. If they say it's in a really good condition, it just needs to be renovated and updated. Then I could be on the higher end of those as is comps. So as soon as something pulls up, as soon as I start talking to a homeowner, I look in Zillow and see everything that's sold in the area. And then you can see, you know, what those properties sold for before they were renovated. Mm-hmm. And there's going to kind of be a range. You'll say that, you know, look, most of these houses are selling like 250, maybe 300. But six months ago, they sold for anywhere from 100 to 150. So that's going to tell me that home that, you know, has been vandalized and needs to be updated. My offer could probably be, be, you know, 20K less than that, the low end of that range. If the if my home is, you know, the, the homeowner I'm speaking to, they say it's really good shape. It just probably needs some updates. I could be on the higher end of that range minus my fee. So if I see stuff that's selling for, uh, you know, that sold for 100K six months before it was rehabbed, my offer to the homeowner is going to be, I'm going to try to keep it as no more than 80 grand. So right. if I get it under contract at 80, I can sell it for a hundred. Right. So I'm just looking for what homes are sold to, to other investors. And then I back out what I want to make. And that's my maximum allowable offer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you, um, how many calls are you making a day? Like what's your numbers on calls? Is it, uh, as far as I know, you know, kind of, uh, what nationally what is about 25 offers to get one, one actual good lead, but what, like, what are your calls as far as your numbers on calling? Yeah. Um, she's doing about 3000 a day, no, a week. Um, she can get through like 120 or so calls, uh, an hour. Right. Um, so it's about, you know, 600 or so a day. Right. Um, you know, and then in a week, you know, it, it gets above a little bit above 3000. Um, and that's just per one person. And I usually have like two or three people. Right. Right. At, at minimum, like really like three. Right. Are you, are you finding that? Um, cause that's what I, with my numbers, I was looking at, if I'm doing about 3,300, I'll probably get about 33 leads from that. If I'm doing about 3,300 calls with my VA, do you find that, um, uh, the offers that you're making are your offers more, um, are you picking up at least what, two, three leads a day, you think from those good solid leads as far as the calls? You um, yeah, per person though. Um, I I'm expecting at least three leads per person per day. Right. Hopefully right. on a good day, they're all generating like five to six right. each day. Um, and so for us, you know what I mean? It's, I want ideally everybody to be able to generate a lead per hour. And so that's kind of where that number comes in. Cause I don't really want them calling too much more than six hours in a day. Cause I just feel like they get burned out. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? The conversation yeah. start lacking. I want them to count, dial for three hours, take a short break, hop back on dial for another three and then log off. Yeah. I think that's a good medium for us. Right. Right. That cold calling could exhaust you, man. I I, I do. I mean, you know, I'm sure we know doing it ourselves starting off. And I still get on the line to be honest with you. I know uh, some people feel like, 
but I still get on the line and I, I call um, specific leads, I think, depending on if they sensitive, like I do pre foreclosures and um, uh, NOD. So I usually get on the phone because that's kind of what I specialize in. I'm usually able to wrap the people up and, and, and get them, you know, uh, pretty good signed up uh, mm-hmm. right then and there. Mm-hmm. But um, so so you trans. So are you are you buying and holding some of these deals or this is just strict, strictly uh, wholesaling right now? For the most part, wholesale. Um, I had a few um, properties that we held on to for a while. Um, but when I, I split from a business partner, uh, we liquidated those. And, you know, now it's for me, I either I'm either going to acquire creatively right. or just do straight multifamily. Like, I, don't, I don't really long to hold a bunch of single family. Rentals. Right. Right. But that is the core base of the deals that we wholesale are usually single family. I'd rather just go straight after multifamily, small multifamily apartment complexes, stuff right. like that. Just so I get the scale and the scope, um, put one property manager in place and then don't ever have to get in that situation where I'm dealing with tenants and toilets just because of all the other stuff that I have going on, you know, kids, right, right. coaching, content, yeah. my team. I just, I did not want to go down that path of like having a bunch of single family rentals. So I'm, I'm, I got my eye on um, bringing somebody in to just work those deals creatively as well. Yeah. Um, and then I, it is my goal to start to go after, you know, the small apartment complexes and see how that, you know, is going to translate right. into deals. Right. Right. I, um, you mentioned the creative and I think before the call, I was telling you, that's kind of where I kind of wish I would have done that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I probably would have had several deals that I look at that I just passed by, but that's either, neither here nor there. Um, just got to move on from that. So you, you, you are, um, thinking about bringing somebody in training somebody else and that can actually help. So I, I see also you got the, the REI live. Um, uh, can you kind of expound a little bit about that and how long you've been doing that? And when, when did you start that? Yeah. Um, we, I started that in 2019. I had a buddy that came into Brian trip, actually, you know, Brian, yeah. um, that came into, um, he went to one of the events and talked about being, uh, um, um, being somebody in your local area that's a presence like you know um just establishing credibility in your area and doing that through a local monthly meetup um and so i was interested but he came into atlanta with somebody else um and it didn't work out after a few months and he asked me to take it over and so i did um you know i I did not originally want to spend my you know time in front of the camera and doing all this content i think it was a real benefit because it allowed me to um, for one kind of branch out, get out of my comfort zone, um, and then give myself a little bit more opportunity, um, to be that authority in your, in the market, because I do now have a lot of people that come to me through those events, um, through coaching programs, um, that need help, you know, and and I, I love to be able to help them because somebody helped me in the beginning. If it wasn't for my boy, Daryl, I wouldn't be here. So how many people can I be that for, going forward right and you mentioned that so with the rei live and and yeah i know brian tripp man he's a real good guy out there in what birmingham right mm-hmm. uh, yeah 
Um, we have a meetup group in, in our, in my city. Um, we, um, and I, the reason why I started the podcast, cause, um, which, which is a good thing with the pandemic, because now we can't have these meetups. Some people do zoom, but the guy who used to do them, he don't, he doesn't really do the zoom meetup. And I think that would be something good, but I wouldn't mind, man, that is a good idea to do a REI live in, uh, in each state or each area, you know, that, that'll be something, uh, for that, yeah. that I, when I talk to him to look into. So, yeah, for sure. I know that's something that is a goal of his to continue to expand the brand and, and, and go into some different areas, um, because it's a great group. I mean, the benefit of, you know, everything that happened, you know, with the pandemic was that doing it virtually, I've been able to have, you know, more people be a part of the conversation, more people attend the meetings virtually and have some really great speakers um, that were able to just touch more people because it was virtual. Um, And so if if anybody wants to know about the next meeting, I mean, it's always third Thursday. Um, It's at reiliveatl.com. So REI stands for real estate investing, liveatl.com. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. The one, one important thing you mentioned, Brandon, was the um, coaching. So mm-hmm. how important it is for someone to really not only get coaching, but I guess get the right coaching. I know uh, also just, just a quick shout out. I know we've been on Clubhouse and you got so many people that they want to get in the wholesaling. They want to get in the real estate, but they they getting kind of, they getting these little nuggets or snippets, but it's like, you know, and we know that coaching is so important. So can you kind of just talk like, how did you, so you had your friend, of course, Daryl, that you mentioned, um, how did you get more coaching or did, was it all there one in one spot or uh, how did you continue to invest in yourself to kind of, you know, grow yourself and how important? Yeah. I mean, that initial program was like 5,500, but it was the best money I ever spent. Um, and along the way, I would add other courses um, that, you know, bigger deals or no limit sales system, agent deal domination, just different things that would help me sharpen my acquisition skill set or sharpen my dispositions skill set. So it's just it's super important to continue to invest in your education if you want to get over that curve of you know getting better in this business and having a mentor in the beginning was the only way I was able to do six figures that very first year and so now I'm giving that back through my similar offers coaching program and I've had some really great students um, have success you know as long as you just do the work and show up every day um, you will have success in this business because everybody knows it's a number game it's a marketing business um, but you do have to have a little bit of skill and a little bit of luck, um, as well. And, uh, you can do great things in this business. Yeah. I think the good thing too, with you having students, you can, uh, also partner up with them students on, uh, deals, whether it's virtually or, or locally. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's real good. Um, hopefully you can give me the link. I can have that in the show notes for your, uh, for the coaching program. So, uh, so now, sure. um, and I want to go back because I forgot to ask you this. What are some of the challenges um, that you have with the virtual and, you know, virtually doing the wholesaling and making these offers? Because I know some people, 
that one of the biggest things is they can't see the inside of the property. So, uh, so yeah. and, but that's, that's, that's never a challenge for us though. Cause we, I never see the inside of the property, even in, even in Atlanta, we never see the inside of the property. Um, so that's not the biggest challenge by far. Um, I mean, sometimes it's, it's knowing where to start in, in an area, no one getting the lay of the land in that, in that city, um, you know, building the buyer's list, you know, right. just trying to get the deal sold right. uh, is about it. But, you know, the acquisition strategy, if, if people start to make their offers based off of other homes that sold as is, you can do this business anywhere, honestly, anywhere in the country. You might give me an address and I'll tell you what's a good offer price for it based off of what sold around it at what price. Right, right. So, so like I say, some mis- people misconception, they have to meet the seller at the house because some people teach that. Well, man, you need, you should have went to the appointment. You you probably could have got a better offer. But I think when you do go to the house too, you deal with uh, the thing of, yeah, this need to be repaired. That need to be repaired. And then you, you get kind of stuck on numbers. So uh, you found, did you find, do you find that that's what a lot of people do. And of course that can take up a lot of time. You meeting, uh, even with your acquisition manager, if you know, uh, so do you yeah, find I mean, that's, that's challenging? I, yeah. I think the biggest challenge is time. Like when you, you start going to all these appointments, then are you really hitting the follow-ups that you need to do? If this is a follow-up business, if this is, if this business, you know, is, is predicated on you having really good follow-up, and you just got one acquisitions person or, or you're doing everything in the business is like, how can you follow up with enough people right. if you're driving around the city, going to all these appointments, it just can't happen. Right. right. So, you know, that, that was a, a very big moment for us once we started doing this virtually um, and just making the offers because even if you, you don't get the number right the first time, the seller's going to tell you, and then you can negotiate from there. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect initially when you send it out. You just got to get that conversation moving to the next step, next phase. Right. 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 So, um, so what list? What What is a good list? Are you working on? Like, what is one of your good lists um, that you work on that's working well for you right now? Yeah, um, we do a lot of stuff with the absentee list. So the tired landlord list, evictions, probate are probably the next two most important. Um, but we'll go after tax delinquent liens, um, cold violations if we can get it. Pre foreclosures are probably the main ones. Um, but our bread and butter is just a general absentee with high equity, so tired landlords, probate, and eviction. Right, right. I find tired landlords. That's what most people are working that list right now, especially with the pandemic and uh, people not being able to pay their rent. So yeah, that one. That one is working well. So, For sure. yep, yep. So, so Brandon, tell me. Uh, so, the name of the show is Diving Real Estate Investing for Newbies Podcast. So, if you were starting out brand new and you didn't know like the roadmap, you know, where would you? What advice would you give someone brand new just starting out wanting to get into this real estate business? Yeah, just know that to to be successful, you got to be consistent continue to learn and develop yourself and then build a network, but seek mentorship out the gate. 
Um, and if you drop me in any city in the country, the first place I'm going is the courthouse. I'm going to try to pull probate records, eviction records, and start reaching out to those homeowners and making my offers off of the stuff that's sold around it. Like, that's the first thing that I would do. If I was consistent with that, if I continue to learn and grow like in that area and network, um, you know, there's nothing to stop you. Right, right. Well, man, look, I appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule uh, to be is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? Uh, any nuggets, books you read or, uh, you know, podcasts you listen to or whatever, you know, uh, you're more than welcome to share. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I just hit on my, my three keys, the consistency coaching um, and continuous learning. Um, but you know, if, if you're going to be making some phone calls, you know, I'll give you a good book, Fanatical Prospecting and, and Objections by Jeb Blount. I would definitely say that's going to help you sharpen skill set on the phone. That's Fanatical Prospecting and, and Objections by Jeb Blount, two books, same author. And um, additionally, you know, if you want to do well in this business, you have to finish the play. And when I, what I mean by that is by actually sending a live offer, sending an offer um, that was going to allow you to get something under contract. If you're not doing that, if you know, you, you know, at the first sign of somebody saying, Hey, that don't work for me. You don't send an offer. Right. You're just not giving yourself a chance to win. So send offers to everybody. Um, and I talk about that a lot with my coaching students um and i will be releasing my own podcast here soon sorry i uh, will be releasing my own podcast soon similar offers the real estate show um and so if you guys want to tap in and learn more about that process and see what that looks like see how we send 50 plus offers each week you know you can head over to sendmoreoffers.com okay. and book a call with me like so i can understand your goals and see what you're trying to do and uh, see how i can help so that's sendmoreoffers.com got it well, man, look, I appreciate your time and uh, look forward to you coming out with your podcast. I'm sure it's going to be some real good content, uh, real good nuggets to help everyone. So, again, I appreciate you, brother, and uh, continue doing what you're doing. You're making a difference. Cool. Appreciate it, Cecil. All right. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see y'all on the next podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com.